Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hosha Show. Uh, as always, George here with you. Nick has the day off, so it'll be just me uh, to bore you guys to death. We have a ton to talk about. Uh, the trade deadline is officially over. Uh, a lot of trades happened. We're going to go over every single one of them that happened within the last week uh, and who the winners and losers are uh, and go on from there. Some games update you guys about and get you ready for the upcoming week. Uh, our goal next week is to bring a show to you on Monday and Thursday. Uh, so we'll get you ready for all the games through Sunday. Uh, so that way we have some stuff to talk about on Monday as we get closer to the playoffs here. Uh, and then once the playoffs begin, uh, we've talked about a few different layouts for that. But enough of that. Let's get into these trades. And good Lord, is there a lot. Uh, so first up, we have Josh Mason going from Anaheim to Colorado for Drew Helson and a 2023 second round pick. Uh, Tyson Yost from Colorado to Minnesota for Nico Strum. Frank Vatrano uh, from Florida to the Rangers uh, for a fourth-round pick in 2022. Uh, the Rangers uh, made a lot of big moves here. As did Colorado. Colorado is a team that I really didn't – I knew they were going to be buyers to shore up some positions. Um, I didn't think they were going to you know, pick up as many players as they did. Um, so bad news for the rest of the league for a team that's already playing as well as they are. Uh, ben Sherratt, this is – one of the first big trades, uh, this is a you know a name that we mentioned last week on the show, um, that Montreal is going to be looking to, to move around um, for some future considerations here. So Ben Sherratt uh, from Montreal to Florida uh, for Ty Smilanak, excuse me, Smilanak, I know I'm saying that wrong, uh, a 2022 fourth round pick and a 2023 first round pick. Um, so big pick up there for Florida and Montreal. Um, getting some huge, much-needed future picks there and a great player um, to build around. Cal Yarncroke uh, from Seattle to Calgary. I know Nick was sad to see him go. Um, we're going to get to the winners and losers here in a minute. Uh, Seattle is arguably one of the biggest winners um, throughout the entire trade deadline. Uh, they have set themselves up nicely for the future. Uh, can't wait to see how that goes. Anyway, he gets from, traded from Seattle to Calgary for a 2022 second-round pick. 2023 third round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick. Uh, the first 2024 fourth round or 2024 draft pick. Um, and not the last that we're going to talk about here. Brandon Hagel, uh, a 22 and 24 fourth round pick from Chicago to Tampa Bay for Boris Katchuk, Taylor Radish, and two conditional first round picks. Nicholas, oh dear God. Desilores, uh from Anaheim to Minnesota for a 2023 third-round pick. Anaheim, again, is, is a team that I, I know they were playing really well the first half of the year. They've struggled since. Um, most likely on their way out of playoff contention, especially with how much they sold at the deadline. Um, again, I didn't expect them to be this big of sellers, but they're still in that rebuild phase. I think they had a really great start and a great glimpse into the future of what that team can be. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're focused on building for the future more so right now. Um, so they get a nice 2023 third-round pick there. Hampus Lindholm, also from Anaheim, is on his way to Boston for John Moore, Yurho Vakaninen, and three draft picks. Uh, Claude Giroux, one that we knew was most likely on the move from Philadelphia. Um, obviously, the, the staple there since he's been drafted. He was supposed to be the answer to Sidney Crosby. Um, could never just get anything to pan out. They lost in the finals, I believe it was 2010, 
to Chicago. Um, now he's on his way to Florida with Connor Bunneman, German Rubzov, and a 2024 fourth or fifth round pick. Excuse me, um, a lot to give up there for Philadelphia. Uh, but they get back Owen Tippett, a 24 or 25 first round pick, and a 2023 third round pick. Um, again, a lot there for Philly to give up. I really feel like they're on the, the losing end of that deal. I know Drew's contract is up after this year. It'll be interesting to see if he decides to sign back. You know, if he if happens to win the cup with Florida, um, decides that he's happy there and heads back to Philadelphia, or or what's going to happen there in, in free agency coming up. Um, but yeah, a lot to give up there for Philadelphia. Robert Hegg uh, is on his way from Buffalo to Florida for a 2022 sixth round pick. Travis Hamannick from Vancouver to Ottawa for a 2022 third round pick. Troy Stretcher from Detroit to the Kings uh, for a 2022 seventh round pick. Travis Dermott from Toronto to Vancouver for a 2022 third round. Mark Giordano, excuse me, Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell are heading from Seattle to Toronto. Uh, this is a, a huge trade for Seattle. Um, listen, I, Mark Giordano is a great player. He's a great staple in that locker room. It's always nice to have an experienced guy there. Um, but I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't see him playing, you know, he retires at the end of this year or at the end of the next year. Um, so huge for them to trade him. I know Nick was really sad to see Colin Blackwell go. Uh, he really liked his energy um, and just the, the attitude he brought to that team. I believe he was the first liner Nick was talking about. Um, but they get a great haul back from Toronto for a second round pick this year and next year. And then a third round pick in 2024. Um so, yeah, again, I, I know we're going to talk about winners and losers here. Uh, Seattle really impressed me. Um, and then, you know, you look at the, the two latest expansion franchises. Vegas got really lucky with their draft picks um, in, in the lottery draft, or excuse me, in the, the expansion draft. Um, and you can see they just haven't been able to sustain the success. They keep putting themselves over the cap limit, trying to sign all these big names, make these big trades. It's just not working. Uh, we're going to make fun of them here in a little bit. Uh, with one of the trades they try to make. But Seattle is really setting themselves up to become a great team in the future and sustain that success. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. If they can get a top two draft pick this year, uh, they're going to get a, a star player that they can constantly build around and you know really develop and have somebody be a cornerstone of the franchise like Drew has been in Philadelphia for so long, like Ovechkin, like Crosby, like McDavid. I really think that the prospects that are in the draft this year, if Seattle can land a top two pick, they're going to be set. Um, so really excited uh, to, to see where that franchise goes. I know Nick is excited. Uh, he was saying the other day, it's, it's weird that he, he's a fan of all these other sports teams and the, the management is horrible. And so he's so used to the trade deadlines and free agency just going horribly for him. Uh, so he doesn't know how to act. <laughs> and I don't blame him. Uh, Nick Paul. On his way from Ottawa to Tampa Bay for Matthew Joseph and a 2024 fourth-round pick. Uh, Jeremy Lousen from Seattle to Nashville. I, I'm sorry, Nick, if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, for a second-round pick this year. Mason Appleton also from Seattle to Winnipeg uh, for a 23 fourth-round pick. Scott Wedgwood from Arizona to Dallas for a conditional uh, fourth-round pick in 2023. That's just the first page. I still have a whole other page and a half here of trades to go through, guys. Uh, Nathan Bellalou, uh from Winnipeg to Pittsburgh for a 2022 seventh-round pick. 
I know he's one of my favorite team, and I'm really sorry if I'm saying that name wrong. Um, but I was I was happy. Granted, I would have I would have liked a little higher, um, you know, rated defenseman. But um, I was I'm happy that we're at least trying something on the defensive end to, to help us out here. Um, we have another pick coming up that I wasn't as excited about, um, but definitely a, a, a trade we need to make, um, and a, a conditional pick in this upcoming draft in the seventh round. It's not a terrible price to give up. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that how this trade itself works out for uh, for Pittsburgh. Jack McBain is going from Minnesota to Arizona. Um, this was one of those those trades. Minnesota was just clearing up space for the big trade that we're going to get to here in just a moment. Uh, but a second round pick uh, this year. Uh, Marcus Johansson from Seattle to Washington uh, for Daniel Sprong, uh, a 2022 fourth and a 2023 sixth round pick. Um, again, Seattle very active, uh, shedding those unrestricted free agents coming up this year and, and not dead weight. I don't want to say that, um, uh, but you know, some older guys, some minor role-playing guys, things like that. Um, uh, obviously they're not trying to make the playoffs this year. They're not in contention for that really. Uh, so they're, they're being smart. They're setting themselves up for the future. Um, again, very interesting to watch them in the coming years. Brian Little. And the rights for Nathan Smith uh, from Winnipeg to Arizona for a 2022 fourth. Winnipeg had very interesting moves to me. Uh, I was they they bought a little bit, but they sold a little bit. It was very again. I'm not in the know completely with a lot of these teams. I they're right on the verge of a wild card berth. Um, they're just a few points back. We're gonna get to the standings here in a little bit. Um, I was just very curious about how much they sold, especially here giving up. Uh, Brian Little and the rights to Nathan Smith uh, for a fourth-round pick this year. Uh, very interesting trade there and interesting just strategy, I guess, uh, throughout the whole trade deadline for Winnipeg. Frederick Allard um, is going from Nashville to the Kings for Braden Burke. Capo Kakinen Ka <clears throat> is going for, and a 2022 fifth-round pick is going to San Jose from Minnesota uh, for Jacob Middleton. Uh, and then here's the big trade. Everybody knew he was on the block. Um, Mark Andre Fleury is heading to Minnesota from Chicago. I was very surprised that he uh, Minnesota made this trade. Uh, again, like I said, they they were definitely clearing up the space for him uh, with some of the prior trades. Um, yeah, really didn't think Minnesota. I mean, it does not hurt your team at all to uh, to pick up a, an experience and top tier goalie still uh, in Mark Andre Fleury. Um, everybody's wondering though, if it's going to create a little bit of drama in that, in for like a goalie challenge or whatever. Um, I think they're just going to experiment with both of them, see who's going to become the clear number one and who's going to be number two. They might just alternate them every night. Uh, who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see what that strategy is. Again, I was surprised Minnesota was a team that made that big trade. Uh, but they, they did it. Uh, I think they're easily jumping up into probably... It, depending on how they finish the regular season here, they could be in conversation for you know a dark horse team to challenge Colorado, Colorado or Calgary for the cup. Uh, we'll just see how the playoffs shake out. Uh, but yeah, so he is on his way to Minnesota for a conditional uh, 2022 first round pick this year. Uh, Alex Biga is going from Toronto to Nashville for future considerations. Justin Braun, another longtime staple in Philadelphia, is heading to a divisional rival uh, in the Rangers. For a 2023 third round pick, it's always interesting to see rivals trade with each other. Uh, I know people don't consider Philly 
and the Rangers to be as big as a rivalry anymore. Um, but I mean, to me, that'll always be a rivalry, especially you know you have the I ninety five connecting the two. Um, nonetheless, moving on, Josh Brown and a conditional seventh round pick this year. He's going from Ottawa to Boston for Zach Sheshnan and a fifth round pick this year. Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski is going from Detroit to St. Louis for Jake Wallman, Oscar Sundquist, and a second round pick in 2023. Arturi Lekanen is going from Montreal to Colorado for Justin Barron in the 2024 second round pick. Andrew Hammond is going from Montreal to New Devils. Uh, for Nate Schnarr. Johan Larson is going from Arizona to Washington for a third-round pick in 2023. Nick Merkley is going from San Jose to the Rangers for Anthony Potato. Not Bidio. Sure, I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Riley Nash um, going from Arizona to Tampa Bay for future considerations. Andrew Cogliano is going from San Jose to Colorado for a fifth-round pick in 2024. Andrew Kopp, another big name on the move, again from Winnipeg, um, and a 2023 sixth-round pick is on their way to the New York Rangers. For Morgan Barron, uh, two conditional second-round picks in either 22 or 23, and a fifth-round pick in 23. Nelson Nogier is on his way from Winnipeg to the Kings for Marcus Phillips. Brett Kulak is on his way from Montreal to Edmonton for William Largenson, uh, a conditional pick this year in the second round and a seventh round pick in 2024. Uh, The big trade for Pittsburgh, uh, Ricard Raquel uh, is on his way from Anaheim. Um, Here's where, like, I I understand this is a trade we needed to make. Um, We gave up Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, and the rights to Cal Klang and a Second round pick this year. Um, Raquel is a great player. I'm really excited to see what he can do on this line or on this team. Uh, he was on our third line last night. I would really like to see him get. He's he's a better player than that. He should be on the second line. I'm um, kind of hoping it's just like, hey, run with this line for a little bit, get acquainted with the team, uh, you know, kind of find your groove, and then we'll we'll put you on the proper proper line because he is not a bottom six forward. Uh, I was just sad uh, to see Aston Reese go. Uh, been one of my favorite players to watch has been a role player obviously he's not the flashiest he's not out there scoring you know 50 goals or close to it or anything like that um i i just i've always enjoyed watching him play i wish him and simone the best of luck uh in anaheim it's tough to see them go uh zach sanford is on his way from ottawa to winnipeg for a fifth round pick in this year's draft Derek Broussard is on his way from Philly to Edmonton for a fourth-round pick in 23. Vladislav Nemestikov is on his way from Detroit to Dallas, another name we were mentioning last week that's on the trading block, uh, for a 2024 fourth-round pick. Tyler Mott is headed from Vancouver to the Rangers for a fourth-round pick in 2023. Ryan Carpenter from Chicago to Calgary uh, for a fifth-round pick in 24. I just put Michael. I didn't even think to put his last name. Uh, (laughs) Heading from Calgary to Ottawa for future considerations. Victor Rask uh, is headed from Minnesota to Seattle for future considerations. And the last really big trade um, of the trade deadline, it was Max Domi 
Tyler Inamato uh, from Columbus is heading to Carolina. And Florida is also receiving Igor Korshkov and a 2022 sixth-round pick. Um, so interesting little three-way trade there to get a big name off the board uh, on his way to Carolina and Max Domi. Um, hasn't really lived up to the hype uh, since he left. I believe it was the Montreal he was on. Um, and so it, it's it'll be interesting to see how Carolina uses him um, and if he can help them win a cup this year. And the last trade is Alexi Melanchuk from San Jose to Tampa Bay for Antoine Morand. Um, so yeah, a lot of trades there. Um, took me almost 17 minutes to get through all that. Uh, are the winners, uh, Seattle, like I said, um, nicely setting themselves up for the future. Minnesota, huge winners. Obviously, you get Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, if they can keep the locker room chemistry intact and they don't cause a rift between the goalies uh, and they can get that team focused on winning a cup, uh, I think they're going to be dangerous here in the playoffs. Calgary, another winner. Uh, setting themselves up nicely here for the playoffs. Um, exciting to see that, that team uh, here in just a little over a month. Uh, when the playoffs start, uh, Arizona, uh, a sneaky, sneakily, quietly good trade deadline. Um, you know, not a lot of big names. They picked up kind of the some of the flack from Minnesota that they were just dumping off, but um, a lot of draft picks given up. But they got some good names. They also got some draft picks back. Uh, Rangers, huge winners. Um, some of those key trades there with Winnipeg, uh, Tampa Bay, another team in the East that is a huge winner at the trade deadline. Um, short up some of the some of the holes they had on that team. It'll be interesting to see if they can mount a charge at Florida uh, to, you know, maybe overtake them um, and you know advance their seating at all in the East. And Ottawa, another team with um, walking away at, uh, from the trade deadline with big, you know, thoughts of the future. A lot of great draft picks, uh, a few good players. Um, so it'd be interesting to see teams I'm undecided on whether to call them winners or losers. Um, Pittsburgh, again, just because I, I don't waiting to see how that trade works out with Raquel. Uh, if we gave up too much, if, you know, again, just have to wait and see. Uh, Montreal, again, um, undecided on if I should put them in either category. Uh, and Edmonton as well. Um, Edmonton was already on a hot streak, but they didn't really get much help for. Ekman Larson and Connor McDavid, um, the two guys that really carry that team, they needed to get both of them a little bit more help if they want to make a substantial playoff run. Um, I just didn't see that. But, I mean, again, we'll have to wait and see, um, see how things shake out there. Uh, again, undecided on Winnipeg. I was really just some of those trades I, I couldn't understand if they were trying to be sellers or they were trying to be buyers again, like I said. Um, so just have to see if it shakes out if they can make the playoffs or 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 what. The losers. Um I did put Dallas here for for one reason. Um they have a lot of unrestricted free agents this year. Um Klingberg has made it very clear that he does not want to re-sign with this team. Uh, he's been very unhappy with the management. Um kind of didn't or kind of expected him to get traded away and they could get a big haul. I know they were right on the verge of the playoffs, but um you know, I don't think they're set up for a cup run this year. I just I don't see that out of them. They're barely hanging on to the playoffs. Um, they're in and out of the wild card, it seems like, every other week. No, not that they should have become sellers, but they, they could have shed some of that upcoming dead weight 
uh, and those unrestricted free agents. Um, so just interesting tactic there from them. Uh, Toronto I have in the loser category because they did not uh, get any goalies um, or any goalie help at all. A lot of people thought that's where Flurry was going to go. Uh, ended up not. And the Islanders, again, another team with uh, upcoming unrestricted free agents that they, they didn't um, you know, get rid of. Instead, they extended Cal Clutterbuck and another name. Uh, I just can't think of it off the top of my head. I didn't put it in the notes here. Um, just confusing a little bit. And the last team I have here in the losers is Vegas. Um, they are way over the cap space. Or, yeah, they're way over the, the cap. Um, it did not help that they took on Jack Eichel's $10 million contract in a trade at the beginning of the year. Uh, they're not doing you know that great right now um they also did one of the dumbest moves i've i have seen in a while i don't want to say ever but i've seen in a while um (laughs) they tried to trade a guy to a team that one had a no trade clause and two was traded to a team that was one of his like absolutely i'm not gonna go pay for them um so to just give you the full backstory here uh they really wanted to get dadnoff on their team uh last year um, so they gave up Mark Andre Fleury for basically nothing, oh, not bas- for literally nothing, uh, just so they could afford him. They they shedded his contract so they could afford Dadnoff. They traded Nick Holden in the third to acquire him. Uh, they used a second round pick uh, to to get rid of him basically um, after he doesn't perform, and then they trade him, like I said, to a team. Well, first of all, he had a no trade clause, but a team um, that he absolutely did not want to be traded to at all that was on his no trade list, without even telling the dude, like not even like trying to like talk to him and like talk him into it, nothing. Um, so again, this is like I said, they they walked ass backwards into that Stanley Cup final they were in in eighteen against the Capitals, um, and now you're just seeing that that franchise fall apart. I give it three years tops, maybe even next year at this point, uh, where they're at the bottom and they're fighting Arizona for last place. Uh, I really think that's the way it's headed. Uh, so enough of the trades. Uh, we'll move into some some quick game recaps. Um, the Avalanche beat the Red Hot Oilers, a team, th- excuse me, they beat the Red Hot Oilers 3-2 uh, to two to end their five-game winning streak and extend their own to four games. Uh, they extended their lead to five points for the President's Cup. Uh, Carolina Went on a four-game skid um, this past week, losing all four games to other playoff-bound teams: Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Washington. Excuse me, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Washington, and the Rangers. They were able to snap that skid last night against Tampa Bay uh, with a 3-2 win. Things got a little chippy at the end with Sebastian Aho and Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov thought um, Aho. Excuse me, I called him Aho. I'm just so used to that now. Uh, Aho. He thought he took a dive at him. Uh, it wasn't. Kucherov literally just checked him, and then he just fell to the ground. I don't know what else he expected. It was a cross check. You got to get over it. He tried to go after Aho after the game, and the, the I mean you can't really call it benches clearing because the game was over anyway. The benches were emptying. So, um, but yeah, a little excitement to end the night there. It'd be interesting to see. I think they play one more time this year, uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Drew Doughty is expected to miss the rest of the regular season for the Kings with an upper body injury. Uh, he has been out since March 7th. He has 31 points in 39 games this year uh, in his 15th season. Uh, he is one of eight players on the IR, including four other defensemen. Uh, they just got Alexander Edler back. 
um, from the IR after he missed 36 games with a broken ankle. Uh, I have done that before. It is not fun. Uh, so hopefully he can keep himself healthy. Uh, Toronto has unveiled reversible jerseys for their upcoming next-gen night. Um, the jerseys are designed by Justin Bieber and his clothing brand. Uh, the next-gen night was started in 2017 during the centennial season to try and bring fans new and old together through hockey. Just kind of like a, a theme night, and I, I applaud them for it. Um, but doing jerseys with Justin Bieber is a shit that... Um, the same shit that they they blow Game 7 leads. And, and series leads to Boston all the time. Uh, the same reason they haven't won a cup since 1967, and they lost to their own AHLs and Boney drivers before. Uh, upcoming games this week, um, again, Wednesday through Sunday, uh, because we're going to try and bring you guys another show on Monday. Um, Wednesday, uh, the only playoff matchup we have is, or potential uh, playoff teams matchup that we have, uh, we have Vancouver at Colorado. Uh, Thursday, we have the Lightning at Boston. That's going to be a great game. Uh, Dallas at Carolina. Vancouver at Minnesota. San Jose at Edmonton. And Nashville at Vegas. Uh, nothing, no key matchups on Friday. Uh, Saturday, we have Carolina at St. Louis. Edmonton at Calgary. And Sunday, we have Colorado at Minnesota. Um, again, really excited to see that matchup uh, with, with Minnesota kind of surging here a little bit. Uh, and Florida versus Toronto. Uh, Toronto's been struggling here. Um, they're they're in on a tiebreaker right now above the wild card, uh, tied at 83 points with Boston. Uh, speaking of the points and the standings, uh, let's get through that here. In the East, uh, Florida and Carolina are tied at the top with 90 points. Uh, Florida went 1-1 one one this past week. They will have three games this upcoming week. Uh, Carolina went one and three. Uh, they have two games upcoming. Pittsburgh, 87 points. They went three and zero this week. Great week for them. They have three more games upcoming. The Rangers have 85 points. Uh, two and one on the week. Two games upcoming. The Lightning at 84 points. Uh, one and two on the week with three games upcoming. Toronto again, 83 points. One and one on the week. Three games upcoming. Boston, uh, starting to surge at the right time. Somebody, somebody to watch out for here. 2-1 uh, and one on the week. Uh, two games um, this upcoming week. Washington at 80 points. 2-2 uh, and two on the week and with two games upcoming. There is no more teams that I believe are in the hunt to even challenge for the wild card at this point. I've removed Columbus. Um, they had a tough week. They had a rough loss last night. 5-1 to one to the Pens. Um, they are now 13 points back of Washington. Just the way they're playing and the way that their season's gone, they they did sell a lot at the deadline. I I just don't see them, you know, mounting any kind of charge here to make the playoffs. So, I believe that the, the eight teams that I just listed above, um, are are going to be your eight playoff teams. Just the order is going to shift around here a little bit, and we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, so all the rest of the teams in the East are officially dragon ass. Uh, Columbus has 67 points. They went 2-2 two and two on the week. Uh, they have two games remaining. The Islanders with 63 points. 3-1 and one on the week. Three games remaining. Detroit, 53 points. 2-2 two and two on the week with three games remaining. Buffalo, 52 points. 2-1 and one on the week with three games remaining. Uh, Philadelphia with 51 points. 2-2 two and two on the week. Uh, three games remaining. 
Ottawa with 49 points, 1-3 on the week with two games remaining. The Devils also with 49 points, 0-3 on the week, three games left. And Montreal with 44 points, um, currently tied with Arizona for last place in the league. Uh, 1-3 on the week, three games remaining. Over to the West, uh, again, like you said, Colorado stretched their point lead to five uh, for the President's Cup. Uh, they went 3-0 and on the week. Uh, they have three games remaining. Calgary, 84 points, 2-2 two and two on the week, two games remaining. St. Louis with 79 points. Uh, they went 1-2 and two on the week. They had a big win last night. They have two games remaining. Minnesota uh, with 78 points. 3-0 in the week with three games remaining. The Kings with 78 points as well. 2-2 two two in the week with two games left. Edmonton with 75 points. 3-1 on the week. Two games remaining. Your wildcard teams. Nashville currently sits at 78 points as well. 2-2 uh, two two in the week with two games left. And Dallas jumps Van, or excuse me, jumps Vegas to get into the wildcard spot as of now. With 73 points. 3-2 on the week. Two games left. In the hunt, uh, Vegas sits at 72 points. 2-2 two and two this past week. Uh, they have two games upcoming. Vancouver has 68 points. 0-3 oh on the week. Three games left. Winnipeg, 2-1 and one on the week with three games left. So again, they're three points out of the playoffs as of right now. Uh, be interesting to see, like I said, how those trades work out. I mean, I, I know that they, they weren't really... They're kind of in the boat, like I said, with, with Dallas earlier, where I don't think their expectation is to win a cup this year. They would really like to. I mean, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. I'm not, I'm not saying that, obviously, if you get into the playoffs, you, you have a chance at winning the championship. Um, so now that I think about you know, it's just, it's hopefully that they're just setting themselves up uh, for future success, knowing that playoffs are likely, but a, a championship is probably not as likely. Um, Anyway, Anaheim has 65 points. They went 0-2 in the week. Uh, they have two games left. I thought about dropping these guys down to Dragon Ass. Um, only eight points back, but again, with how much he sold at the deadline, more than likely they they know that their season's on a downward trajectory. It's got to take a lot to try and turn that around. Let's just set ourselves up for next year and in the future and so on. Uh, San Jose with 64 points, 2-2 two and two on the week with two games left. In the Dragon-Ass category, Chicago uh, with 53 points, 0-3 on the week with three games left. Seattle with 46 points. Uh, they went 2-1. and one. They had a huge win over Arizona last night. Um, they were tied for, like I said, last place. Uh, Seattle has now jumped them. Um, they have one game left this week. Arizona goes 0-3 on the week. I just talked about them. It was either last week or the week before about how well they were doing. Um, and now I'm biting my tongue. 0-3 uh, on the week, two games left this week. So that is your standing update. Uh, again, we will be back on Monday. Excuse, excuse me. Um, we'll be back on Monday to break down everything that happens the rest of this week and the weekend. Um, going to try and update you guys a little bit more throughout the week as we get close to the playoffs. Uh, update you on the playoff races and so on and so forth. Uh, when Nick comes back, um, he mentioned something the other night that he thought that before Vegas there was an expansion team for 50 years, um, and I told him that wasn't right, and he was trying to argue with me that he was correct. So um, something to look forward to on Monday is we're going to go over NHL teams by year, 
uh, what year a lot of these teams were introduced, and so on and so forth. Um, so that'll be fun to do. And other than that, we won't do a moment uh, this episode, uh, just because I want to wait for Nick to come back so we can kind of talk about last week's moment, which of course was Raymond Bork in the lift to stand the cup uh, after 21 years. Um, so I know he loved it, but I, I want to get him to you know explain his side to you guys. Uh, so other than that, that'll wrap up our episode. A lot of trades that, that we talked about. Um, but we are excited to, to come to you guys again on Monday and go over everything that happened, like I said, this past or this upcoming weekend. Um, and just keep you guys up to date as we get closer and closer to playoffs. Uh, again, my favorite time of the year. I can't stress enough how much I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I'm going to stop talking to myself now. Um, this is really weird. Uh, but like I said, see you guys next week. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend, and please go check out our other shows and our merch store and our social medias. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, guys, and we will see you Monday.